Hey guys, yeah, you uh, see the title below, and uh, yeah, I'm here to, I guess you could consider this a bit of a update, um, if you will, to uh, a video I did a week ago, actually, um, I think back on Tuesday, a week ago tomorrow. You see, according to uh, Google, um, from an hour perspective, it has been 160 plus hours since I was released from my job at the Big W. The Big W basically being, well, we'll call it what a lot of people like to call it at times, times uh, Wally World. And as you know, when I talked about what I mentioned in that uh, video, which is called a big life change update, I, I basically did something that I shouldn't have done. Basically, visual example, I took something like this. Actually, it was more uh, bigger than this. It was actually like a, one of those 12-ounce soda bottles. I took it out of the fridge went to the outside and drank it without paying for it. And that was my fault. Basically, long story short, you know, during this whole pandemic, the company overall had to switch things up, had to change things as people know them. And one of the things they had to change was the way, you know, people came, customers and associates would enter the store um, to shop or to clock into work. And I guess I got to, and basically, because we had to eventually shut down the, um, Here we go. I know what brand. I don't know if that's Dollar Tree or Safe Mart, but anyway, long story short, um, we had to eventually shut down um, the farm, the pharmacy side, due to the fact that even though we were using. The emergency exit, which was originally an emergency exit, not just for the store, but was the emergency exit for the Smart and Style hair salon that used to be in the store before the lease came up. Um, you know, originally we were using that to as employees, associates to to come in and um, uh, basically, you know, get our temperature checked you know, get them, get our mask and all that. And uh, unfortunately we couldn't do that anymore because they wanted to convert that to a secondary lounge. So what they did, and it wasn't just our store, it was all over, it was all the stores across the country, if not the world. Um, our overall boss uh, basically 
made the order, and it wasn't just him either. I think it was other retailers who followed suit uh, to shut down one section of the store, basically one entrance to the store, and reserve that entrance that you were shutting down for associates and employees to come in and uh, get get their temperatures checked and you know get their mask and all that. And basically, we we ended up doing that. We ended up shutting down the the pharmacy side and and what happened was uh, basically for me. Uh, I, I just got to a point where one, uh, at times, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I just didn't want to spend money or what was going on, but something just, temptation basically got, got the best of me. And I just uh, started, to, I just made the decision to start, you know, taking things like this out of the fridge and going to the back, going to the, going outside to the front. And, and drinking them. And sometimes it wasn't, it wouldn't be just that either. It would also uh, be, you know, little snacks here and there, like candy bars and sometimes half sandwiches. And for anybody that works in retail, you, or has worked in retail, you kind of know um, ex- exactly what I'm talking about. And you might say, well, wait a minute, that, that shouldn't cost. That doesn't cost a lot when you combine it, and that is indeed true. It, from a you know financial add up kind of perspective, it doesn't really cost much. I mean, I mean honestly, uh, if I was to calculate, let me let me get the calculator out here for a second. If I was to calculate on average what I would do uh, on a daily basis. If the calculator, oh, that's the calendar, not the calculator. Um, what's the calculator here? Sorry, hit the calendar by accident. Oh, there it is. Uh, but anyway, if we were to, you know, just calculate, you know, the the amount, like normally a lot of the twelve ounce sodas would be about a dollar eighty nine. So let's say on average I would do about maybe twice a day. You know. You, you know, you're looking at 378. So if you times that by by four, which you know, average like recently would be the days I would work, not five. You're looking like at fifteen dollars twelve cents. And if you take that fifteen dollars and then let's say you time it. Uh, okay, so let's say let me clear this for a second. Let's say you say you. Uh, Let's say on average, one of the sandwiches, like an egg salad sandwich, would cost about a dollar fifty at least. So let's say we do that maybe once a day, and we times that by maybe four. Looking at six dollars, and if you times six dollars by fifteen, twelve. You might say, oh, well, that's a lot. That's 90. According to this, it's 90.72. <laughs> but if you were to, you know, add that, actually, it'd be more along the lines of, you know, 6 plus 15, you know, 12. You're looking at $21.12. That's about it. Because if you add the $6 out of that 4 to the 15, you're looking at primarily, 
um, you know, $21. And you might say, well, that's not much. A company like Wally World can afford that. They're one of the biggest retail giants, if not the biggest and most successful retail giant out there. And that is true. I mean, even if you wanted to multiply it and say, well, 90s, and look at the fact that 90 is what, $69 more, you'd still be like, well, that's not much. You know, they could afford that. That's chump change to them. And you'd be right. I mean, it'd be chump change, not just on a worldwide basis, on nationwide basis, but it's chump change on a statewide and regional basis. And, you know, when you look at that and you might say, well, how many times did you do it? And I, like I said, I've done it several times. And, and for me, you know, I, I take responsibility for what I did. And, you know, I don't blame them for having to take the actions that they did, but it's like, it's almost like they just, it's like they just couldn't, how do I put this? It's almost like they just couldn't wait, if you will, for, for someone that knows I don't mean any harm to, to come in and say, look, can, let me talk to him. Let me see what I can do. And let's see if we can work something out. But they didn't do that. You know, they they didn't come out. They didn't wait for this person to show up. And it was like, well, we're just going to let them go. We're going to part ways with them. Even though the person that talked to me said, hey, look, stay here. I'm going to see if we can save your job. Because, you know, my, my resume speaks for itself. You know, what I've done at that store, with the exception of being ten- except with the exception of the temptation that got the best of me, you know, like I said, it speaks for itself. I mean, the fact that when they would need somebody to do carts, I would do carts, you know, putting myself in danger along with the people that already do it, putting themselves in danger as well. You know, I would do customer service and have to, you know, do returns on that or, you know, at times when I finally got a chance to do it, or redo it again, kind of get a you know, second chance in it, you know, uh, basically, you know, do the money services and it's as well as cashiering. And, and then on top of that, at times being asked to go work in other departments for at least an hour or two. It's like, why would you take everything that you, that you know? Is it, why would you take all of that and not consider suspension instead. I mean, again, I don't blame them for having to take the action that they did because the policy is your history if you do it. But it's like, again, you know, my resume speaks for itself. And you'd think they would take that into consideration and be like, okay, you know what? We're going to just, we're not going to let you go. We're going to suspend you, maybe perhaps without pay, so that at least you realize, so at least you know, in your suspension, which could be a couple of weeks or whatever, you'll learn your lesson, hopefully, and you'll come back and not do this again. And I think, honestly, that would have made more sense. Now, I know some people have come out and said, well, look, you know, they had a right to do it. And if I was in their shoes, I would do the same thing. And again, I, I don't blame, like I said, I don't blame them for doing what they did. I, I really don't. You know, the, you know, it's all in the, it's all in the right to do it. You know, the policy stated, hey, you, you do this, you screw up, up, you know, we're, we're going to re- we're going to have to let you go. And, 
and, and it's still, and to me, even though I've gotten over, even though I'm getting over it and everything, it, it still comes as a surprise because it's like, well, because one of the things about my job is there's a kind of job in the past that would take you aside and address the issue one-on-one and then maybe give you a warning or a coaching or a write-up. You know, they wouldn't say, hey, we're just going to let you go because of something insignificant like this that from from a, a money standpoint, you know, it's chump change to a company like that. You know, it's chump change. And it's like, it's like what, you know, it's like, they didn't want to consider that. It's like they didn't want to look at it that way. Now, look, I'm not, again, I'm not angry with what they, for what they did. I mean, they had to do what they had to do. Yes, I was saddened. Yes, I was heartbroken. And yes, I do blame myself for that. But here's something that's really interesting and intriguing. And I'm going to let you guys in on something. I was with this company for six years, six and a half years. It would have been six years, seven months this past week. Six years, seven months. That's saying something. You know, that's saying something because not many people, even though there are those that I've worked with that have worked with this company for over 20 years, 30 years, you, however you want to look at it, and that's impressive. Not many people, though, unless they have the determination and the fortitude, will last as long as I did. And I say that with all due respect, because I've worked with plenty of people since day one that didn't last that long. Some people barely lasted a year, maybe six months in the first year I worked there. And then they were gone. They either left on their accord or something happened, they were gone. Heck, a guy that I worked with since the day we both started together, or at least within the first 48 hours that we started together because he basically was hired the next day. This guy was on the verge of six years himself. Was celebrate had celebrated, I should say, six years. Six years on the job. Six years. And it takes him working with somebody. That is, now, that is, without a shadow of a doubt, ladies and gentlemen, a good worker. He is a good worker, a good stockman slash cop pusher. But, but you know he has issues. And I say that with all due respect because when he gets to working on carts and bringing them in, he does a fantastic job. I mean, sometimes when I wonder, oh, are they going to need me out there? But then, then, but then when I go over to the grocery side and I see the mule, the, the cart machine gone, and I'm thinking, okay, who has it? And I see this guy out there, then I know, okay, they won't need me because this guy gets it done real, gets it done, gets it done, he gets it done real good and real quick. So, that I don't. That's not. A, that's not the problem. That's not a problem to me. But the guy that I worked with since the very first week we both started there, he he. I don't know if he quit or they let him go. 
due to the fact that he could not work with this individual. He could not work with this individual, not only because the guy had some issues, and I say that with all due respect, basically some special needs, but basically the guy, I don't know if he wasn't listening to reason or what was going on, but he wasn't, I, I, I don't know what it was. Because the guy I worked with since the week we began in 2014 knew how to use the cart mule, knew how to use the machine, knew what to do and how to do it right. And then this new guy comes around, he's learning. And I guess when he gets a chance at the machine, he doesn't want to let it go. You know, even though he doesn't want to let it go because maybe he wants to learn how to use it properly. I don't know. But some happened to where there was a miscommunication and the guy I worked with just just had enough. It was like the last straw for him. Excuse me. But it was like the last straw for him. And he went and complained. And he said, I can't work with this guy. I cannot deal with this guy. And he blew up at management. And that basically caused his departure. Now, did he find another job after a little afterwards? Yeah. He works. He last time I last time I heard he works for FedEx in Tracy, California, which I guess is a better job, and he's more happy there. But again, this guy was six years in, and could have been more than six years, and then he ends up working with a guy that, like I said, from what I've seen improved to the point that when you see him out there doing carts, utilizing the cart machine, the mule, you know things are going to get done. You know the carts are going to be brought in. But there was another issue, though, obviously, that, you know, you might find disturbing with this guy. And this individual, and I say this with all due respect, I I say with all due respect because he's a good worker. But the one issue he had, and thankfully it looks like he's toned it down a little bit. Maybe they talked to him about it. I don't know. But he always wanted to hug the women there, all the female employees up front, up on the front end, whether they were managers, whether they were fellow cashiers, whether they were the, um, what was it? The, it wasn't the APs, but basically the, the greeters, if you will, the guest hosts or the, or the, yeah, the greeters, if you will, he would want to hug them and Right there, every time I saw that, I'll be honest with you, every time I saw that, I just got this, I just saw the look on each of these girls' faces that they felt uncomfortable about it. They felt uncomfortable, and I'm guaranteeing, I don't know who it could have been, one of them had to go talk to management so that management could talk to him and say, look, you can't be doing that. We know that it's, we know that mentally, it's a comforting thing for you. It's a, it's a, a confidence booster, but you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. So besides, so besides that, like I said, he's a great worker. It's just that he has issues. And I don't know if he's going to – now, I don't know uh, ever since I, if, after I've left if he's continuously doing it or he's, gonna do it, he's, gonna, he's doing it again or what. But you could just tell – a lot of the people felt uncomfortable. 
A lot of the women felt uncomfortable. Even the CSM, even one CSM who he'd always do this to, before she retired, she didn't, obviously she understood, but you could tell she was uncomfortable with it. And it, it's almost like, it's almost like the guy just, you know, had to be taken aside. Because there were times I, I could recall that when I was there on certain days that I knew he would be there, he wasn't. And and when I saw that he wasn't there, especially on days that I was usually I would usually see him there, I knew something was up. And I think what happened is they told him to take some time off and get some help or something or talk to somebody because he can't be doing what he was doing. But then he wasn't the only one that has special needs. See, I think around the time, just a little before the guy I worked with since the beginning left, not only was he working with this guy that did the that hugged the women a lot, but he was also just beginning to work with another guy that had special needs. And this guy obviously Mentally, and I say this with all due respect because, you know, once this guy focuses on a task that you give him, he will do his best to accomplish it. He will do his best to finish it. So what happened was this guy was doing carts. And, you know, we would think, you know, the other guy I talked about would kind of be a little possessive or just want to keep on to the holding the car the mule or something like that not letting it go wanting to learn that's fine this guy anytime he got the hold of the mule even though you know he tried you know he would not want to give it up especially if it's to somebody that knows what they're doing he would not want to give it up he wouldn't and it got to a point that they had to bring him back inside and reassign him to the toy department and in that in in the toy department area as a stockman. Yeah. They had to reassign him to the toy and sporting department as a stockman there because anytime he would use the mule, there were several times he would end up crashing into almost crashing into people. Heck he he bumped into my mom's car when she was parking there, or when she was getting ready to get out, he 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 bumped into her car, didn't even pay attention. And there were numerous times that he almost caused people to crash as well, have an accident. And again, I understand he wanted to do his job. He wanted to do the job as best he can, but you need to focus. Another thing that really kind of irritated a lot of people was the fact that he would always constantly be on his phone. Now, some people would say, well, Brian, you've been on your phone a lot. Hey, I wasn't the only one. And I could tell you see, I could tell you things that I probably know about when it comes to people having their phones. But yeah, he would be on his phone talking, da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, the more time he would be, he would pay, the more time he would be on his phone distracted, talking to, I guess, his caseworker or a social worker or whatever, the more 
the less carts we would have in the cart garages on both pharmacy and grocery side. And it's like, you can't do that when you can't delay that. You can't delay putting carts in there because when you need carts, especially at a company in a job like this, you got in a store like this, you got to make sure they're full. You got to. Wow. Oh, great. <laughs> the thing just. The thing just shut on me. <laughs> I have to open it up in a bit. There we go. Sorry about that little break there. But anyway, like I said, you have to pay attention to what you're doing. You can't be distracted by talking to your social worker or your caseworker every 20 minutes. And the other thing, too, speaking of phones, like I said, I'll tell you something. Just my opinion, and I say this with a little due respect, because I enjoyed working there. I loved the people working there. I loved working with the people there, and they loved working with me. But I can tell you honestly, any time an associate asked me to watch their area just for a few minutes because they had to go use the facilities, I know they weren't using just the facilities. I know they were doing something else. I'll tell you what they were doing. I'll show you. Where is it? Hold on for a sec. I'll be right back. Let's place my phone somewhere. Anyway, I'll tell you what they did. They would go to the restrooms. They would, they would say they're going to the facilities using the restrooms, and that's fine and everything. When you got to go, you got to go, right? So they would go, but I know they were doing more than that. I know that they were on the phone, and that's not a lot. Hold on, I'm going to try to find my phone here. But like I said, they would be on the phone, and they would be on the phone. Anyway, like I said, they would be on their phones. Not a phone like this, but basically a cell phone. 
They would be on it. Ladies and gentlemen, they would be on it when they would go use facilities. And you, and they, and you know, people think you, and, and you know what, people think that nobody knows that, but they do. They do know that. They do know that. folks be right back well like I said people would be on the phones like this they would be on the phones there's no doubt about that in my opinion and I say that with all due respect because I loved working there I loved working with the people there but the point is that I'm getting at is they would ask me, and I wouldn't mind doing it. I wouldn't mind watching the area if I had to. But the thing is, I knew what they were doing. I knew what they were doing. And I'm not stupid. And neither is anybody else that they would ask to watch that. They knew what they were doing too. They knew it. You know why they would do that? You know why? And I can tell you from personal experience why they would do that. Because they couldn't wait to go on break to call that person back that was trying to contact them. They couldn't wait to go on break to text that person who was trying to text them. That's why they did it. That's why they went and did it. You know, You know, they, they, they couldn't wait. And again, I understand that. I totally respect that. But they couldn't wait. They could not wait. And what's funny is there are times I'd be using this and I would get caught sometimes and they would tell me, don't, you know, turn your phone off. Oh, I'm going to take it off. You know, stuff like that. They would tell me that. I'd be like, okay, okay, fine, fine, whatever. You know, and it's like, seriously. It's like something just, it's like, you know, what I'm trying to get at is they wouldn't know. But they wouldn't think someone like me or anybody else would know what they were up to. Even the managers, the front-end managers, would know what they were doing, but they wouldn't say anything. I guarantee you this, had I gotten the opportunity to be a freaking front-end manager, I would have basically, and I've always thought about this in the back of my mind, I would have been like, if they would say, oh, uh, i got to go use the restroom, I said, okay, this is what I would have done. If they would have told me, you know, i I got to go use the restroom, can you watch this area? And I'd be like, okay, fine. And then as they're walking off, I'll be like, oh, by the way, tell the person you're about to call. Oh, instead of using the restroom, I said hi. Or they would walk away. I would silently say, oh, by the way, tell the person you're about to call. I said hi. And you know why I would try something like that? Because I know it would cause them to turn around and be like, ah, oh, crap. You know, they basically realized right there they've been caught. Then they have to go back to the position and be like, okay, I'll wait till break. So I knew what they were doing. I'm not stupid. 
And neither is anybody else that they would have to do this. And again, going back to that guy that would use the mule and be a little obsessive of it that had to be brought in and be put in the toy department and everything, he would basically be out there bringing in carts, either with the mule or something like that, and right in the middle of the street, he'd be like talking to a social worker, you know, doing that. He'd be talking to a social worker. That's what he'd be doing. And you know what's funny? Maybe it's me. But in my last few days there, I had not really seen him that much. I didn't see him that much in my last few days. <laughs> it makes me wonder, did they get rid of him too? I don't know. I can tell you that if they got rid of him and he's got special needs, that don't make them look good. They don't make them look good. And that's the honest truth. It doesn't make them look good, and they know it. But the thing is, guys, I know I'm ranting and raving. I know I've gone all over the place here, and I had to leave my seat and all that to go look for my phone, which was in the bathroom, of course. But the thing is, you know, what I'm getting at is you would think that with everything I've helped do for that store, anything they've asked me to do, they would have waited until the person that knows they can depend on me would call, would be in there to talk to me and maybe figure out another solution. But they didn't. And like I said, and, and here's the thing. I've been working there for six and a half years. Six and a half years at that retailer. At the big Wally world. Six and a half years. And you know what? You know what? I loved it. I enjoyed working there. I did. I loved working with the people. You know, they asked me to do whatever I need. Asked me, asked me to do something. Like I said, I would do it. And I have seen in the six and a half years that I've been there, a lot of crap. A lot of BS. Okay? You know... I understand they don't like their own associates or employees doing what, doing things like this, you know, taking it and without paying. I get, I get that. I get that. But I guarantee you this, and even my family, members of my family have confirmed this in their own opinion. They know others are doing worse than that. They're, doing, they're taking more than just overall 21 bucks worth, you know, of items. They know that. They can sense that. They're not going to come out and say it, but they could sense it. They could feel it. And you know what's crazy? I've seen customers, not just associates, but customers. Yes, associates as well. But I've seen customers do a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen customers do a lot worse. You know how? I'll tell you how. I've mentioned this before. Heck, I mentioned this to uh, to a fellow associate about a week before I left. Well, a week before I was let go. I told this associate, yeah, we've seen, because we, here's the thing about cashiers and, you know, self-checkout hosts and, and, and greeters and all that. 
You got to keep an eye, your eye on things, even if it's your own associates. And that's the one thing they should have done with me. Now, you might say, oh, well, they probably kept an eye on you through the cameras. Really? Really? Again, if this was such an issue, why didn't they take me aside the first few times and say, hey, we know what you're doing. We're seeing what you're doing. Can you please stop or else we're going to have to let you go? You're costing us money. Why couldn't they do that? huh? Why couldn't they do that? Be- you know why? Because they had more important matters. They had more important matters ahead of them to deal with. And what those important matters were were customers stealing a lot more or than just things like this. They was st- people would take items that in total outnumber financially the cost of things like this, little sandwiches, you name it. You know, they they would have more important matters and issues. I mean, I could tell you through my six and a half years there, I've seen some crap. I've seen some, I've seen some, I've seen some shit. I'll, I'll say it. Excuse my language, God. Excuse my language, Lord. But I have seen some cockadoogie, cockadoogie, if you will, in my career there. You know why? I'll tell you why. Let's take my shoes here, for example. Take my shoes, all right? I've seen people, I've seen a couple, I can remember, I've seen people actually try to steal those kind of shoes, brand new, out of the box, and try to act like it's theirs. I'm not lying. They try to act like it's theirs. I can recall one time, me and another guy who's working as a security guard for another company, or freelance security guard or something, we were watch, we were working the self-checkout before they remodeled it. And we were working it, and it was late at night. It's close to closing time. And this, and then a guy comes in, a guy that looks disheveled, looks like he's on something, whatever. He comes in. He goes to the shoe aisle, to the men's shoes area in the closing area, in the closing aisle. He goes there. You know what he does? You know what he does, folks? He takes shoes, new shoes. Now, these aren't new. These are mine. But anyway, he takes shoes like this. Well, actually, they were more like work steel toe boot. They were the uh, work boots, steel toe work boots, whatever. Or just work boots. He took those work boots, those new ones, out of the box, put them on, took the tag off, and then took his shoes, his shoes that were broken down and decrepit, put them in the box, Act like he was going to try to pay for them, couldn't pay for them, left the box there, and walked out. And so what happened? We open it. Me and the other guy, we open the box. We see that these are not the shoes that are in there. These are shoes, obviously, that he wore into the store. So what do we do? We take the scan gun, 
we go to item inquiry, click on the scan, you know, click the scan gun, or pull the trigger on the scan gun to see how much the shoes were that he, that he stole. And those shoes were more than what this cost, along with a few snack items in a week. Those shoes cost more than that in just one night. And we lose a lot more. We lose a lot more, folks. We lose a lot more. Financially, that store loses a lot more, not just regionally, not just town-wise, city-wise, but they lose a lot more regionally, state-wise, nationwide, worldwide, something like this, and maybe a half a sandwich here and there. It's chump change. It's chump change, okay? Basically, you're looking at what, 50 bucks? 50, 180 bucks? That's chump change. That's a chump change, folks. And yet, they want to put me out of commission? Again, I don't blame them for doing what they had to do. It's my fault for not for being tempted. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a born-again Christian. And I knew what I was doing was wrong. And you know what I would do? And Lord, forgive me for saying this. I would ask God above to forgive me for what I was about to do and to help and to have my job understand why I was doing it. Help my job to understand why I was doing it. That's what I would do. I would get one of those things, get a sandwich, whatever, and I would say, God, please forgive me for what I'm about to do, and please help my job to understand why I'm doing it. I would. I would do that every day. That I would this would happen. Every day. Or anytime I did it. Not every day, but every time this would do it. Anytime I would do it, I would do that. Because I knew it was wrong. And he knew it was wrong. And he knew what I was doing was wrong. And I would ask him for forgiveness. And he forgave me. He knew I didn't mean any harm. But yet, finally catches up to me. You know, I have family. My mom, she tells me God has a reason for things. And I truly believe this is God's way. And she truly believes, and I have to agree with it. This was God's way of getting me out of there. Because I think he knows something else is coming along. He doesn't want me to be a part of. He probably said, okay, it's time for you to be caught. It's time for you to learn your lesson about thou shalt not steal. Even despite how small or insignificant the item is. And, you know, that's what happened. And. But I think he also knew that something, but I think he also knows something's coming up. He knows. He knows all. He knows what has been and what will be. And he obviously sees something coming up that he does not want me or anybody else that may have been let, that will be or may have been let go before me. He doesn't want any of us to be part of. He can see it. He can see it. But as I said in that video last week, I am grateful for the six and a half years I had there. I am grateful. And to be honest with you, had things worked out the way they were supposed to, 
you know how long it would have been in total had things worked out precisely the way they were supposed to? I would have been celebrating, four, as of last month, I would have been celebrating 14 years with this company. 14. Because I spent a year and a half with the Walmart with the Walmart in Lawrence, Kansas on 33 Iowa Street. Yeah, I said Walmart. I meant Wally World, but you guys get the idea of what I mean when I talk about Wally World. You know what I mean. But I spent a year and a half of that Wally World in Lawrence, Kansas. And had things worked out perfectly, I would have been doing 14 years here at this company. 14. But as it turns out, you take that year and a half I did there, you take the six and a half year, it's eight years in total. Eight years in total. And like I said, I did a lot for this company in my six and a half years at this Wally World, at this WM, if you will. I did a lot. When I, when I started, one of my primary jobs was car pusher. And I had an open schedule. So guess what happened? And most times I would be closing or I would be scheduled to close. And one of the managers we first had, one of the first CSMs we had, before he got moved to another department, then I don't know what happened to him afterwards. I'm guessing he was let go too because of his attitude. I don't know. He would not let anybody go until they brought in every single cart. And that was impossible. You couldn't bring in every single cart, especially after they closed, because you're supposed to be home after your eight or six hours that you're scheduled. But I would do it. I would do it. And I dealt with that kind of crap. And the thing is, you would think that would be the, you think a guy like him would be the kind of manager at that time that would cause somebody like me to leave a lot sooner or within not even a year. Within the first few months I've been there, but it didn't. Never happened. It never happened because I got myself together. I picked myself up. I did the job I was asked to do as a car pusher, and I got asked to be. And because of that, I became a cashier. I became a cashier with the intention of taking it to the next level. But now that's not going to happen. Or is it? See, like I said, I've done a lot for this store. I have dealt with all kinds of freaking customers of every sort. And I mean every sort. And when I'm talking about every sort, I have dealt with customers that when they walk up to you, woo, no offense, but woo, you ask yourself, did they take a bath or they just did they just come in? Did they take, when is the last time they took a bath or woo, what the heck were they smoking? I've dealt with every, and sometimes there are customers you would deal with. Not trying to be mean here, but there are customers there are customers that just didn't understand anything didn't understand the language 
or don't understand things were not as they are there as they are at some stores they may be used to. I'll give you an example. When I first, when I started cashiering, there was one lady. They would always try to get everything for what she would go, what she would call nine nine nine, nine nine nine, nine nine nine. And I'm thinking, what in the world? Basically, she wanted every produce that she would. And she was mainly getting produce, I think, at times for ninety nine cents or whatever. And what is she talking about? What is she talking about? Is it the same lady that at one time? I was closing out my register, and she tried to get me to cash her, check her out. And my CSM, who now works at Kaiser at that time, was like, no, he's closed. It's like, again, I, I, I have dealt with every single customer. Heck, I'll give, you, I'll give you a good example. I'll give you a good example of the past few years. When it comes to customers... One of the things we have to help customers with, especially if they can't walk around that much, is getting them an electric mark cart. Guess what? Guess what? There will be times that we had one older guy. I don't know if he's passed on or you know his family's finally kept him in check and whatever. And there's currently one lady. And they do similar things. I mean similar. If not identical. You know what they do? They'll get on the electric cart. And they will not get off that electric cart. For almost two to three hours. The old man mostly. The, this lady. She's kind of like. Random at times. But there are times when she'll get on it. She will not want to get off it. She'll just ride it. Go out, you know, shop, you know, come in, shop, you know, get her stuff, ride it back out to her car, put the stuff in her car, then ride it back in, do more shopping. And it's like you have people waiting for an electric car. We only have like two or three, three in there. And one of them is constantly being used by this lady on a nonstop basis. And the same one with, and the same one, same was with this guy from a few years back, from about a year ago, same thing. I mean, there would be people that would ask them, are you done? Are you done? Did you do this? Uh, can I use this? God would ignore them. And this lady at times would do the same thing. And it's like, what is your problem? We have people here that need to use the carts. They can't walk as far. And they want to get their shopping done. What is your problem? It's obviously something up here. I mean, how would you feel? How would you feel if you couldn't walk? If your doctor said, stay off your feet for a while, and if you got to go shop and use an electric cart, and the only other, and the, the store you go to only has two or three, and one of those being used by someone that constantly doesn't, that's is constantly on it or stays on it for at least two, three hours, doesn't want to get off, even if you or somebody else on your behalf says, hey, can we use that? I have dealt with those kind of customers. We have dealt with those kind of customers. We have dealt with customers that basically want to cause a freaking scene at our store. You heard about that guy, and I even talked about it, that harassed my fellow associates at that time in Anchorage, Alaska. 
Okay? All because he, all because of the fact that they were asking him to wear a mask? Huh? We've dealt with those kind of customers. We've dealt with them. We have. The point of the matter is this. For six and a half years, I, along with other associates who then and currently are working there, have dealt with all kinds of people that makes you wonder, you know, why are they even in the store? Why isn't there somebody shopping with them? You know, it just makes you wonder. It it makes you basically want to pray to the Lord above to give you the calm, the calm, sensible attitude to deal with this person. And we do. We do. And again, said they're not the only ones. They're not. Yeah, not the only ones. I mean, you know, again, I go back to this, things like this. And again, I agree. You know, I, I'm to- I totally understand and agree why they had to do what they did. But I have seen people steal stuff beyond that. Heck, I, I was coming back from lunch one time and I saw a guy drive up with his truck. And I'm asking him, is there anything I can help you with? And he says, uh, no, not not you. He says, uh, and he's telling me, no, I don't need your help or anything like that. And then the moment I'm walking past him, next thing I know, another guy bursts through the emergency exit of the garden center, rushes in to the car with a bunch of items, runs into the car with the guy that I just spoke with, and they take off. They steal. And again, items that cost more than this does within a week span. It's the fact of the matter is, you know, we've seen customers and I've been there and I've seen associates be let go because they've done worse. Heck, I remember one of the first times I worked there and I was opening. I saw a person from the late shift lying on the couch, the futon in the lounge room. All because they were they were drunk. They were drunk. They drank alcohol. I've seen all kinds of crap. And that's, you know what? This is stuff nobody wants you to know at times. Because it's true. And you know what's even crazier? And again, I don't blame them for what they did. Because I brought, brought it upon myself. I understand the policies. But what's funny is anytime myself or anybody else would get talked to or written up or coached or whatever, it'd be at a time when somebody, another manager, another front-end manager or whatever, CSM, who was cool with us, who under, who enjoyed who enjoyed the work we did, liked what we did. There were times that we'd get pulled, pulled aside into the cash office or into personnel when they weren't there, when they were not there, just like last Monday, my friend NCSM, who's the same age I am and enjoyed the work I did because she knew I was dependable, wasn't there when this happened. 
She was not there. And again, on top of that, I talked with my friend and assistant manager, and I could tell that even though she tried to stay serious, I could tell, I could sense the disappointment in her voice, not just in what I did, but it was, I could sense the disappointment she has in the company and in the store as a whole. All because these policies are downright ridiculous. I mean, it's not a day. There's not one day, ladies and gentlemen, that I wouldn't go in there and all of a sudden the rules would change. It's like you think everything's cool. You got some new, a new set of rules. You know, some things have changed. That's fine. You get used to it, whatever. Next thing you know, thing, next thing you know they change again. They change again. And you don't know why. And even the managers that you work with or you work under, they don't even know why. They said they don't even know why. Oh, because nobody wants to talk to them. But you know what? You know what the you know what the red flag for me was? You know what the red flag for me was, ladies and gentlemen? And I'm sure it was the same for a lot of people. It's when my hours started to get lesser and lesser. Now I can understand from experience why hours get lesser. Because, you know, we may have because of the fact that financially they have to reduce schedule to save money. You know, they can't afford to give any more overtime for the time. They can't give any, they can't afford to give any overtime for the time being. And, you know, or, or the fact that they hired new people and they want to give the new people a chance to, to get the, the, the shine in, if you will. So having reduced hours at certain parts of the year is uncommon. I mean, not uncommon, but it's commonplace. So I can understand that. I get that. It's commonplace. Every year, it's commonplace to have your hours reduced. Heck, how do I know this? I know this because going into October, I would have had a full schedule, a full seven to eight hour schedule every day I was working. 8.30 to 5.30, 8.30 to 5.15, I would have been working. But that never happened because of, because of my stupidity and the fact and the fact, my because basically, I'll look, like I said, my stupidity, my fault, but also the fact that they, they should have talked to me. This could have all been avoided. This could have all been avoided. And Lord, forgive me for saying this. This could have all been avoided. Had the first few times they'd seen it and paid attention, they would have been like, hey, can we talk to you for a moment? We see what you're doing. Please stop doing it or else you're going to lose your job because you're costing us money. That would have made more sense. Would have made more sense. Would have made more sense that they suspended me for a month. month without pay, with or without pay. Suspended me. It would have made more sense if they would have wrote me up and then said, oh, by the way, we're going to take 25% of your check, 20, take, take out 25% of your check to pay for what you took. It would have made more sense to do stuff like that. But they didn't. And it makes me wonder why some people left. Not because they were let go or they were fired or whatever. Mainly because they were frustrated 
with the fact that a company like this, as big as this, can't get their act together. But like I said, around this time, having less hours and then getting back to full hours, it's common. But the real, but like I said, the red flag that came up was when they would allow us, and they allowed us to do this for the past year. But the red flag started to come up. One, when I started, when I, when I began, when it's the red flag to me started when I couldn't log in online, either through this computer or this phone to check my schedule. That was the first red flag. And then finally, when they fixed it, another red flag came up. And that was the fact that through that phone or through my computer, when I would ask for 15 minutes, 15 minutes protect the PTO, they gave me the whole day. They gave me the whole day. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I, I don't get that. Because when I brought that up to my friend NCSMs, and my friend and managers, even they were like, that don't make sense. That don't make sense. That, that's ridiculous. I mean, one of the other associates told me that, yeah, you do it through the phone on the app, it's going to screw you. So I said, okay, fine. Let's see if I can try it at home on the computer. And when I finally did do it on the computer, just like I would do at work, it's like, are, are you serious? What, what the heck? And the person in charge would approve it, but why would they approve a whole day when the person's only asking for 15 minutes off because they know they're going to be 15 minutes late getting to work on the days they're scheduled to come in at a certain time, and they know they can't come in at that certain time. Don't make sense. Don't make sense unless there's something going on. And that right there was a ma- that right there was a red flag to me. That right there was probably the biggest red flag because they should know better. They see it in front of, especially when you do it on a computer, they see it right in front of the face, 11.30 to 11.45, that's it. You're not asking for the whole day. You're asking for those 15 minutes so you can clock, so when you clock in, you'll be covered and you can get straight to work. That, that to me was the biggest red flag. And and again, it just it just did not make any sense. I mean, yeah, my managers would my CSMs would tell me when I told them this, they would tell they told me basically the Friday before I was let go, they would say, you know what, Brian? Wait till you clock in to do it. Wait till you clock in to do it. It makes more sense. Because again, even they were surprised. And you know what? Like I said earlier, God has a reason for things happening the way they do. He has a reason for me being out of there. He has a reason for me being caught, losing my job, learning the lesson of thou shalt not steal, which he has forgiven me for, as well as he's forgiven me 
for all the times that I did do it before this happened? He has a reason. And he sees probably what's going to be happening. And, and you know what's funny? You know, the policy right now says anytime something like this happens, that the associate employee is not rehirable. Lord, forgive me for saying this. God, forgive me for saying this. But you know what I say there? You know what I call there? When I read policies like that? Bullshit. And again, excuse me. And again, forgive me for saying that, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. But I say BS. Bullcrap BS. Because you know why? It only takes three to six months. It's only three months for a quarter. It's three months for a quarter, three, six months for two, three months for three. I, I'm saying it's three months for one quarter, six months for two, nine for three, and four for a year. You can't tell me that within three to six months, they won't consider rehiring people like me. Because I've seen people get rehired despite either having issues for the management and being fired or being let go or quitting, you can't tell me that within the year or two that they left, that, you know, stores like that didn't know about what they did, didn't look up the history and then say, okay, we'll just rehire you back. And you know why? Because the policy for not being rehirable is bullcrap bull there. It is BS. They know it. I know it. The only reason they say that is is because of the fact that let's say you get rehired, I get rehired, it's to scare us into not doing what we did. Well, you know what? We know the truth. We know the truth. They know the truth. And I guarantee you, if they need the help, they will look past that and be like, okay, fine. We'll bring you back. Just don't do what you did before. Just focus on your job. Don't do what you did before. And you know what? I know that if I can't find anything soon, and I will, that was in the next quarter, the next three to six months, I apply over there, they're going to bring, they'll, t- they'll take me back. They will. They'll overlook what I did and say, you know what? Okay, fine. We'll let you come back. We'll give you another chance. Just don't pull the crap you did. Just don't go out. Don't go to the fridge. Take your stuff out and do like that, or else we're going to have to let you go again. That's why I know this policy's BS. That's why I know it's BS, because I've seen, I've seen people come back. I've seen people come back. I've seen people be given another chance, and because of that chance, they've succeeded. You know, it's it's no wonder why some people want to transfer out of that store and into another town store, not because it's close to where they live, but because maybe the environment's a little bit better. I'm surprised. I'm surprised those Banos region, the Rose Banos store didn't call me up and say, hey, you want to come over here? I'm surprised by that. But I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. I will be back. 
Because you know what? If I don't get something before then, and they need help during the holiday season, then they will. They'll give me another shot. They won't let me go again. And even and even if it takes a year, maybe a couple, I'll be back. Depending on whether or not I have a job by then and I keep that job, or something happens where I lose that job, whether I'm let go or laid off or the store shuts down or whatever, I'll be back at this store. I'll be back with this company before you know it. And you know what? Again, I'll say this in closing. I'm grateful for the six and a half years I had there. I'm grateful for the people I worked with. I'm grateful for the friends I've made with there. I made there. And I'm grateful for any time I will go back there and shop. And I will because I do have some good prices. I'm not going to deny that. Then I know people will be happy to see me. But I'm not going to be surprised if I see a lot of change too. But there is something I can say. I do have, I, I do, I do have things to remember them by. I have my five-year certificate, in my frame certificate, which is now in storage. I have my five-year buttons. I have now my non-working discount card. I have the various hats that they gave us, you know, during promotional times. And I have a vest. Yeah. I have a vest. And It's all I need. You know, again, I, I blame myself for what happened. I know God has forgiven me for what I've done. And this, is, to me, is the start of a new beginning, possibly. You know, what's funny is when they let me go, yes, I was saddened and everything, but like I mentioned earlier, it felt like a weight was taken off my shoulders. It's like God basically said, I'm taking the weight off your shoulders now. You don't have to deal with this anymore. It felt like a a weight, a burden had been taken off me. And even though I asked him to reconsider, again, like I said, my assistant manager that I talked to, I could tell she wasn't, she didn't want to have to stand by the decision to let me go. I could tell she wanted me to come back, but she can't for the time being. I can tell you this, as time goes on, policies will change, rules will change. And I know damn well that I am going to be back at this store if nothing else comes up. They cannot deny that. 
They cannot deny employment during this pandemic. And letting me go too doesn't make them look good. But yeah, my time with this company was, for right now, it was great. And I'm not going to forget it. And that's why I'm going to be moving on to other, to bigger, to other and bigger things. Hopefully. That's why I come out here and I ask people to go to my Patreon at Brian Walmer. That's why I've asked people to help me get a thousand subscribers for my Brian's Discussions YouTube channel so I can montage it. You know, that's why I'm going to try to montage this one on October 15th again. Because I know God's got bigger plans for me. And if it's meant, and if he, and if God, if it, and if part of those plans that God has for me is for me to go back and work for this company again, work for this store, then so be it. He'll make that happen. He'll open that, he'll reopen that door again. And I'll be back. They know it. He knows it. I know it. But I think that's why I'm out right now because not just of what I did, which he has forgiven me for, but because something's coming up the road. And what that's going to involve is certain people being removed from the positions, from power, because obviously... They don't know how to control things there. They don't know how to, you know, keep things organized. Perhaps there's a reason. Perhaps me and others being let go or being laid off is the reason for the for the big change that's coming. And you know what? I got a feeling whatever change is in store that the Lord above already sees happening, it's going to be for the benefit of that store. It's going to be for the positive benefit of that store and they know it and he knows it but anyway just wanted to come on here and just tell you talk to you about my time at the store what i have seen you know how i feel just got i just had to get a lot off my chest finally guys because i know like I said, there are some that will come on here and say, you know, they had the right. And if I was in the position, I'd do the same thing. And I agree. I agree. But nothing lasts forever. And like I said, if part of God's plans is for me to go back here, then it's gonna, I'm going to go back. Because something like this, along with a few snacks here and there that cost around, what, 20 bucks, a little tw over 20 bucks a week. It's nothing financially. It's chump change. So anyway, guys, I just wanted, to, like I said, I just wanted to come on here and get this off my chest and let you know what's been going on and give you my, a brief history of my time there and what I've seen, what I've gone through. Um, Again, as I said before, support my uh, Patreon page. As a matter of fact, let me uh, link them all up here so you guys can see them. Support my Patreon page. Um, it's a dollar, not much. 
check out my podcast, my BW Roses podcast at the various podcast locations, as well as help me get to a thousand subscribers on the Brian's Discussions uh, channel here on YouTube. It would be really beneficial for me, for you, for you guys, and you know. Like I said, it'll help me out a little bit until I get some work, steady work. So, you know, things like that. So, again, guys, like I said, just wanted to as I put in the tags here. Just wanted to come on here and let you, like I said, just get stuff off my chest and kind of give you an insight as to how I saw things, things, how I viewed things. And, you know, that's really about it. So um, thank you all for watching. And perhaps listening on the podcast down the line. But again, I just wanted to get a lot off my chest because, you know, it's just one of those situations to where you feel that, you know, when something like this happens, it just comes out of the blue. You know, I'll admit that there were times even in this past year that I felt like I was losing my passion for it. And I mean, this is why I requested a whole week off a couple months ago, because I needed to take a mental break because we were going, we were doing so much that I felt like I was going to crack. So, you know, and when I came back, I kind of had like a, a reigniting of that. It felt like the passion to be there was reignited for a little bit, but as time went on, it started to die out again. It's like something, it's like something at that store just didn't seem right for a lot of people. And as I said, maybe it's just my opinion, but I feel me being gone is going to cause slowly a domino effect. You're going to start seeing people that I used to work with there start to probably give notices and say, hey, they found work elsewhere or they feel more happier and more free. I mean, heck, one of the CSMs that I would work with pretty much is, you know, having it up to here with how things are. So, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, I go back there either as a customer or as a rehired associate and I see some people gone and I find out why. So, but again, just wanted to come on here and give you guys a bit of a history about my time there and what I've seen in how I feel, how I felt, what I've seen in my opinion, what I, how I felt certain things were going, what certain things were happening and stuff like that. I mean, like I said, I don't even know if I said this. You know that things just don't seem to make any sense, especially during a pandemic, when all of a sudden you have a couple of people that have not even been there, what, three, six months, and they're acting like they're freaking front-end managers. I mean, just very briefly, I can recall several times walking in there and have one girl who's not even been there, about three, six months, and she's holding what's considered the team at the schedule. And she's got a walkie and the keys. And she's acting like she's a manager. And she's not. She's a cashier. 
What's funny is I think it's because she knew one of the support managers, but the moment the front end CSM came back from her break uh, due to the whole pandemic deal to kind of keep herself and her family safe, the moment she came back, that girl, <laughs> basically any chances she had, you know, trying to be a, a, a manager or a CSM or whatever, evaporated. She had to put them on hold and she ended up being a cashier. And I could tell in a sense she wasn't happy. Even though she would hide it, I could sense she was not happy. In fact, one of the associates I worked with, I talked to her about this one time. And it's the uh, associate that I think I mentioned had to, um, when it came to scheduling, you know, she had to, and this again is another red flag, when an associate who has to see the doctors to get updates and get evaluations on, you know, you know, parts of the bodies that are hurting or injured or wearing down. You know, this is a red flag when you find out that what they scheduled the appointment on, the days they scheduled the appointment on, they're scheduled to work, and they had requested or made it clear that they can't do that. And they have to write a note to the front-end manager and say, hey, we need to get these days off because we have this. And again, that's when you know something's not right. I mean, like I said, and like I was saying, I talked to her a few times, especially about this one girl. And she said, it seems to me, and it seemed to her, this is what she told me, that this one girl who had only been there like three, six months wants to be a manager. It's like, really? You know, and I'm thinking in my mind, she wants to be a manager. Then why didn't she apply for it? Why didn't she apply for that position? Why didn't she try applying or letting people know uh, yeah, I don't want to be in the front end because I feel I can do more. Now, there was another girl that was there that's there that's been there for about three, six months. And I feel she's more qualified because I can, I don't know what it is about people, but I can sense when they have more experience doing something. And I can sense this one girl who is customer service a lot has that experience. And I can accept her more as a, uh, kind of a substitute CSM or a temporary CSM or an acting CSM or interim CSM until a real one shows up because I, because I could sense that she's had the experience elsewhere. I can sense that. But again, that's just a red flag as well. Now that you know something's not right, but Overall, like I said, I've just seen a lot go on there. I appreciate and am grateful for the six and a half years I've had. Not many people can actually do that. That's the truth. I mean, there are those, like I said, that have been there for a lot longer than I have, but there are some that can't even do six and a half years, if more or less 10 or 25 or 30. But I appreciate my time there, and I know I'll be back. Because like I said, the whole policy of you can't be rehired, I think it's a load of BS. I think it's a load of crap. And I think those people working at Wally World, they know it too. So anyway, I wanted to come out here and, like I said, just let you know what's going on and give you a brief history of my time and, you know, with this company and, you know, just keep me in your prayers, my job situation, and hopefully I'll get something before this year's out and, you know, just... Go from there. But um, 
Till then, guys, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for possibly listening. If you hear this on the podcast, again, support me at my Patreon page. Help me subscribe. Get me Help me get 1,000 subscribers or so at my Brian's Discussion YouTube channel. And listen to me at your various podcast locations at the BW Roses Discussions to help me out there um, as well. But again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day. Blessed day. I am out.